0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the Vigilance Press Podcast. I'm James Dossie, your host and the publisher of Vigilance Press. Um, We have some news this week. We are launching our very first fiction uh, book since I took over Vigilance Press uh, by Darren Drader of Monumental Works Group. He has written a post-apocalyptic novel that will tie into a uh, Nuclear Sunset uh, gaming supplement that we will be releasing very shortly. So... The, uh, the novel should be coming out by the end of the week, um, so keep an eye out for that. But I am just an amateur when it comes to releasing fiction compared to my guests tonight. Um, as far as uh, quantity goes and quality, we've got uh, Dave Mattingly from Blackworm Publishing. Dave, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing quite well. Happy to be here, sir. Hey, great to have you. So... We also have um, one of your writers uh, and, and a designer who's also worked for Vigilance Press on a number of projects. Aaron Sullivan is back with us. Aaron, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing fine, James.
0: Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Tonight we're actually going to be focusing in on a Kickstarter you guys are running. This started last Thursday, right? Yes, it did. Okay, we're going to be talking about the Algernon Files 3.0. Before I get to that, let me get a little background for those of you who haven't met Dave Mattingly before. Let me let you talk about uh, Blackworm Games. How long has Blackworm been in business? Eleven years now. Wow. Okay.
2: In that and time, we've come out with oh a couple of dozen game products
0: and a little over a hundred novels, I suppose. Okay. So. Um, how did you start and um, are, you know what's your position in Blackworm? Sitting down at the moment. <laughs> My position is that
2: I am president. I co-founded it with four people, uh, one of whom is on the call with us today.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: since then, uh, we have uh, gone our separate ways. Blackworm stayed with me. I brought in a couple of, of new vice presidents. And it's nice to have people to, to give things to and just kind of forget about them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, got into it sort of by accident or, I don't know, uh, threats and blackmail, Aaron? I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, Let's just go with cajoling.
2: Yeah, cajoling works. That is uh, that is very uh, uh, non uh, Oh, non-litigatory, I suppose. You you, 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 you can't be put on the stand for cajoling, I guess. But a bunch of us games together, and I had been doing a lot of magazine writing and publishing, and thought, hey, look at all these people doing books. We can do that. How hard could it be? So we started off with the Algernon Files 1.0 back in 03.
0: Wow, that was a long time ago. And what game oh, system was key. it? Yeah, what what game system was that originally published for? That was Mastermind, um, first edition. First edition. All right. As a matter of fact, I have a hard cover of Algernon Files right handy. So, what? Um, before I before I go on to Algernon Files a little more in detail, how long have you been involved in gaming? If you know all of the. Blackworm's only been around for eleven years, only, but uh, you guys must have been gamers longer than that. Go ahead, Aaron.
1: I've been gaming since nineteen eighty, <laughs> which uh, actually is less than several of the people that I game with. So uh, quite a long time. I'm an old old
0: fart. Emphasis on the fart. What about you, Dave? Longer than Aaron. <laughs>
2: All right. Actually, what got me into my uh, daytime career of computers was the old text adventure games. Adventure and Zork and the Scott Adams adventures and things like that.
0: Infocom.
2: Yeah, love Infocom.
0: Yes, I used to be completely addicted to those. Whenever a new one would come out, I'd always be stalking the stores waiting for it to show up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so let's jump right into it. You are doing a Kickstarter to um, – would you cons- would you consider this an update or a relaunch of the Algernon files?
1: Um, Take the way, in. A little bit of both, actually. Mm-hmm. We did uh, first edition, and then when uh, second edition rolled around, we again did uh, a couple of books this time. We did uh, the first edition redone as second edition stats, and then we did a World War II era book called The Fires of War, was also Eminem, same uh, general timeline, Uh, tied in some of the characters, get a little more background. And then uh, we redid those in Hero System. And that was quite a long time ago and we haven't published any of them again since. So uh, for third edition, we're coming back, doing a little bit of tweaking of the timeline. There's some fiction at the beginning of the first book that explains what sort of summer crossover event um, sets the trigger on the, the, the tweaking. So I would suppose we're both doing... Um, it's a conversion or an upset to um, uh, an upgrade to third edition in that they're getting third edition stats on at least some of the people and characters that they're familiar with, mostly. And then a whole bunch of new stuff. Even, even the stuff that's familiar is slightly changed a little.
0: And when you say third edition, you're actually talking about third edition of the Mutants and Masterminds rules. So, yes. yeah, uh,
1: um, we have talked about the possibility of also doing stats for it in Hero Six, and I need to talk to Steve and find out if he's doing licensing for icons, and so on and so on.
0: Okay. Well, um, what what about the uh, the Algernon files? For somebody who hasn't heard of the Algernon files before. Um, what are, what is the Algernon files is it a setting is it just a group of characters how that's, does it how does it fit into your game
1: That's a good question and it's a question people have been asking since the first edition book We um uh, <laughs> we basically in the first and second edition we gave enough background information that you could have the skeleton of a setting if you wanted but for the most part we just wanted to give lots of cool NPCs and um Locations so that players and GMs could drop those into games. Uh, Mm -hmm. And meant that we couldn't really, you know, say Algernonverse or something like that because then people would start to get a little uh, feeling constrained. As was, uh, we still had people feeling a little constrained with us giving a timeline and, you know, a substantial bit of background information about the world. So the third edition one is trying to get even a little more utilitarian. And it's, MBCs it's characters that you can draw into your campaigns and thanks to uh, thanks to John Wehauser and yourself who have uh, give, graciously given me permission to add some sidebars. Uh, I'm also giving some information on how to incorporate them into Earth Prime and eventually Beacon City. Cool.
2: Part of Aaron's manifesto with the Algernon is that your setting is your setting. We just give you good guys and bad guys to throw in. We don't want to take over and tell you where and how your games need to be played.
1: Exactly. Very nicely, succinctly put as a sales blurb there, Mister Publishing.
0: Hubba hubba. <laughs> so, how would you characterize the uh, the flavor of the characters in here? Would you would you um, would you point to a certain age of comic books okay. that people could? Uh, could, could think of when they're looking at the Algernon files or, or do they kind of live in their own space?
1: I like to think of them as 64 color um, <laughs> Which is to say um, very um, it's, it's, it's very modern in that it uh, pays homage and to lots of previous genres and ages, but doesn't really feel beholden to any one of them. If you were to open up a comic book in the last 10 years, good ones. You know, good comics, not you know, something that we can name. Um, you feel right at home using the characters and the backgrounds that we give you. Cool.
2: Four color with added depth. Okay. He still don't want to, he doesn't want to use my, my favorite genre or my favorite era, which is the Silver Age, where he could solve any battle with enough fruit pies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 the hostess pie as that was Bronze Age. Which you know we won't get into that argument again. Dave and I have had <laughs> similar arguments. I just remember
0: I just remember some of Dave's uh, character uh, characters that he was proposing when we were playing uh, an online game together.
2: Yeah, for our listeners at home, we were all in an online Skype game of Eminem not that long ago.
0: Yes, and uh, I think I think one of the one of the ones that uh, caused caused the most brow furrowing. Um, On Aaron's part, he was probably the the green golfer.
2: (laughs) Yeah, a green arrow with a golf (laughs) theme instead. Why not? It's a ranged weapon. (laughs) For
1: for those of you who have not had the pleasure of gaming with Dave, um, he would generally be at home in any episode of Freakazoid. (laughs)
0: Fact, I think and if you, he- you haven't had the pleasure of gaming with Dave he often runs games at conventions um, you're gonna be at Gen con again this year right I will and uh, Dragon cons coming up before that or after I'm trying to remember the Dragon now. con is after after right um, they're all starting to blur together for me now
1: Have <laughs> mm-hmm. you are uh, caught up on your sleep yet after uh, Jfax and uh, origins
0: Well, it was it was uh, it was origins Jfax and then uh, Visiting with you guys, and uh, after, after that, I went and spent time with Denise talking about art stuff, and uh, then I got to come home and uh, visit with my mom who was in town. So it was a full month of basically travel and socializing, which is usually more than my poor introverted brain is us- used to handling. But uh, <laughs> oh, don't be such a whiner, ah, it was fun. It was great, um, but it it it's taken me a little bit to rebound. But uh, we've got some really cool stuff coming up on on our end. But uh, we're talking about your stuff tonight. Um, the uh, what 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 are some some new things? Uh, one of the one of the uh, um, one of the things I'm noticing as I'm flipping through the old Algernon Files book in front of me here is that um, I believe this is the first edition. It does it have f- um,
1: f- on the cover.
0: Does it have what? It's hardback and it has a base on the cover. Yes. That's first edition. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this was black and white interior. Is the interior art on the uh, on the Kickstarter um, going to be blue, uh, color or black and white? Color. Full cool color, baby. Excellent. And I'm aware that your artists include um, one of my favorite artists, which is actually two of my favorite artists, um, Alex. Excuse me, Alex Williamson, and of course Melissa Gay. Um, Alex has done a lot of stuff for us here at Vigilance, so our, our listeners may be well familiar with his stuff. But um, Melissa Gay might not be a familiar name to them. Uh, how did you guys get in touch with her, and uh, you know what what inspired you to hire her for this project? Dave, oh
2: gosh, I've I've known Melissa for years. Mm-hmm. Can't think of how we first got together, but she's done. A lot of work for Green Ronin, for Hero Games, for uh, Evil Hat, uh, for Third Eye. A lot of great, great companies. It seems like uh, she's constantly overlapping with the kinds of things I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And since she is just in Nashville, not terribly far away, we tend to bump into each other at a lot of the same conventions.
0: Oh, cool. I, I actually didn't know she was that close to you. I do need to get her to work on a project with me because I've met I've met her uh, a couple of times at the convention uh, Gen Con, and um, she is a super excited perky person. I don't want to say that in an, it's not in a negative thing at all. She's like this There's she's full of energy, but if you've seen the Kickstarter video for the Algernon Files 3.0 and I'll have a link to the Kickstarter uh, in the in the podcast um Melissa Gay is in there, and you can see for yourself just how excited she is, especially in stark contrast to Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Who pretends to be human now and then, yeah. Uh,
1: I, I I don't do perk. I'm sorry. It's just not a <laughs> contract.
0: It's, it's not one of the perks in your contract.
1: And as James and Dave can both attest, that's not me acting laid back. That's just really me. Yeah,
2: <laughs> mm. yeah we had uh, joked about having... The Kickstarter video be nothing but those ten seconds of Melissa looped over and over for ten minutes.
1: <laughs> uh, we felt that might oversaturate people's brains, though, and we needed them still breathing in order to, you know, support Kickstarter
0: <laughs> in order in order to click, you know, donate. Um, so, what kinds of cool stuff can people uh, get through the Kickstarter? What 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 kinds of uh, extras are you or, well, you know what, what 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 is involved in the book, and and the the what are you offering? Well, each of the books is going to be sixty four pages
2: of full color. How many? Books? It's going uh, <laughs> for the Kickstarter. We're starting with one. When that goal is hit, we will unlock the stretch goal for the second book. Okay. Which is almost done. We're waiting on some uh, last couple of uh, tweaks in the layout and the rear cover, and that will be ready to go as well. For the series, we are expecting around 30 books altogether. Wow. And these will come out over the next, say, three years or however long it takes uh, for Aaron to do it and for our artists to do it and for us to get all the work done to get it out to people. Instead of having one giant book or two giant books like we had done with the other Algernon Files and we would fit 50 characters or 100 characters into it, we figured out, we'll just make a bunch of splat books. Each one has between... 10 to 20 entries, Uh, usually 10 actual entry-entries, but some of those will be teams, so you might end up with 15 to 20 characters in there throughout. Uh, Most are uh, bad guys, uh, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better term, and some are more middle-gray. Anything that can be used to uh, complicate the life of your hero.
1: Originally, I had um, planned to even leave out our setting heroes, the Sentinels, but several of the people that I mentioned that to reacted strongly to the negative on that, and they, so I decided, okay, I will leave those in. But um, the heroes, even they, get sidebars on telling you how to use them to complicate lives for your own player characters.
0: Cool. Um,
1: but by far, the majority, 90% of the characters are all either uh, bad guys or in-betweeners that can cause you problems. Anything that can help the game master complicate life. Mm-hmm.
2: But as for things you can get besides just the the color books themselves, they'll be available in the PDF and in print, softcover. We'll also have the Hero Lab character files available as well. Excellent. Uh, You can uh, pay uh, a little bit extra to get those as well. So you don't have to type stuff in yourself if there's a character that you want to steal, I mean, uh, get inspiration from. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have some autographs and uh, signed and numbered as you go further on. And depending on how the Kickstarter goes, we're only five days into it as we record this. We might end up adding some more things, but we wanted to start off at least fairly simple. Sure, sure. And you go to the Kickstarter page now, you can see some of the art that we're talking about and download a couple of the character sheets in PDF form to all get an right. idea of the quality and the the work and the sweat that goes into all of these. Very cool. Although we try to wipe off most of Aaron's sweat.
0: <laughs> you succeeded masterfully. And <laughs> a <you> drop remains. <laughs> oh. We could tell a story about how... Uh, uh, how I cut myself opening a box at uh, one of one of your <laughs> <laughs> shows, but I think we'll skip that <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> to add the little blood to the sweat and tears that went into this yes. stuff. But uh,
1: um, all part of the chaos magic, all part of the ritual. <laughs> he appreciated your sacrifice of karma.
0: Yes. So, what uh, the. How are you breaking the books up? I mean, what, are they going to be in alphabetical order, or is there a theme to each book? Well, the series
1: themselves are alphabetical, and anybody who's seen the covers knows it's a affectionate homage to uh, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, Okay. of which both I and Alex are fanatical fans. Mm. Love, love that series in almost all of its incarnations. There was... One run during the 90s that wasn't so good, but other than that, they've done an awesome job overall. Um, so it's an alphabetical order without paying any attention to allegiances or good, bad, whatever. Just the alphabet. Um, we have ideas for some standalone supplements uh, that are more thematic, okay. like such as such as the one that we're currently work on called Juvenile Injustice. Which um, is we hope to get out in time to coincide with Green Ronin releasing the third edition version of Hero High, and uh, this will sound familiar to uh, James because he and I talked about this at length. Uh, it deals with the Winters Academy, which is sort of um, I guess it would fill the same role that the Massachusetts Academy and the Hellions fill for all you uh, old X-Men fans and Emma Frost fans. And it also has a, a group of teen villains called the Seven Sins, who are recent graduates of uh, the Winner's Academy. So, you know, team villains is the theme of the, the first one that we're working on. Cool.
2: And it's still in development, but we're, we're at least considering laying it out like a high school yearbook.
0: Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be cool. Who's doing the layout? Davis. Uh,
2: we have a variety of people right now for the Algernon's the first two books that are ready I did the layout, mm-hmm. but we have a variety of layout people that we can pass them along to, especially after we've established the look and feel uh, for these first few that will probably continue on
1: Sure, cool. Um, quick note, just to give credit where credit's due um, I'm not writing all of Juvenile Injustice just most of it uh, Jack Norris Wrote the introduction on um, Karen feeding of your teen supervillain. Why does that and, name sound so familiar? Oh, geez, Steve I don't know. know. <laughs> and uh, a few people, uh, Leon Chang and Glenn Hall, submitted some characters for the student body. And um, James, you know Ian Macaulay from up here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he, he submitted one, and that's going to be his first uh, published game work. So
0: awesome! <laughs> Fantastic so yeah i think I think Jack Norris has some um uh duplication superpower um <laughs> I'm not sure if it's physical or just mental but he's he's everywhere <laughs> it's when he sleeps this is uh oh, i i I'm pretty certain he does sleep because there have been times when I haven't been able to reach him on the phone but I'm not sure when because we've had conversations that have started at like three in the morning uh, <laughs>
1: oh you single guys you
0: <laughs> um, well I'm not well uh, I, I'm single but uh, I don't think Jack is he's getting married soon um, but uh, anyway that to the side um, I'm sure we'll be talking about Jack some more when I do my uh, my next tiansha Sha themed podcast which hopefully should be soon um, but uh, that to the side. What, um, let me see here, what other cool things do you guys have planned? I mean, what what do you have um, well, as far as... Uh, as far as being almost done, yeah. uh, we have three books
2: that uh, will be ready for Gen Con, uh-huh. and uh, several others that will be later in the year or early next year. Cool. We have one coming up for Gen Con is Larger Than Life. This is part of our new Mythic America line. All the American tall tales and folk stories written up as characters and brought to life. So finally, you can take Paul Bunyan, John Henry, Blackbeard, Joe Mackrack, and Pecos Bill and take them on an adventure. I know you've (laughs) always wanted to do that.
1: Awesome. (laughs) It's on my
0: bucket list. Yeah. What's what's the. uh, is, is, Is that for Mutants and Masterminds as well, or is that a different system? Uh, That's going to start off with Hero System,
2: and Uh we're going to have a Savage Worlds conversion uh, later on. Oh, cool. Uh, Next is Hands of an Angry God. This is going to be an indie storytelling-type game uh, with its own system. It is, uh, think of the uh, Pioneer Settlers, but in space. And it's a matter of getting along with the people that you are sharing your life with, on the ship and on the colony and trying to manage your resources and come to an agreement of who does what and how and when okay. sure. and next up is widening gyre we came out with this one last year for the hero system this is going to be savage worlds updated with new art, new background this is steampunk and sorcery versus monsters and martians All right. And we're having the Savage Mojo people do the new cover, and it looks pretty darn good. They're doing the last tweaks on that right now. Cool. I can't wait to see it. And the big non-book thing that we have coming out is our erasable maps. We just approved the Castle and the Pirate Ship final proof today, and the production run will begin in earnest very soon.
0: Yeah, I was helping you guys out at... uh Origins and those maps were flying off the off the tables there. Yeah, we only had I think two or three of those because they were mostly
2: the early prototype display copies. But a lot of people said,
0: "Oh, I can't wait for those to get out." Yep. The um, now they they were uh, both dry and wet erase, right? It depends on the the brand of marker
2: and such. Most dry erase and some wet erase. Okay. And once those are done, we finally have those out and in distribution, we already have the art turned in for six more maps. A Zeppelin, a Medieval Tavern, a modern street intersection, great for your superhero battles, a warehouse, and a large and small spaceship. Very cool. cool. All of that will be out in time for Gen Con and Dragon Con. Excellent. And then for later in the year, we've got Ghost, Ghouls, and Golems, a collection of... uh, actual folklore, not made-up stuff, Uh, written-up starters in the Hero System champions. Terracide, our what is called space opera noir, basically a a near-future sci-fi, apart from being able to uh, live in space and such, mostly realistic. And Fistful of Foo, a bunch of martial arts characters, uh, coming from Michael Serbrook. Have you ever met Michael? Because he, he did the Ninja Hero, a lot of things that you would, you really need to meet if you haven't yet with the Tanjiya that you'd come out with. Seems like you'd have a lot of love of martial stuff in common.
0: No, I don't think I've met him. I'm, I met Michael Satran uh, at last okay. year's Gen Con, but I don't think I've met uh, the Ninja Hero. Michael like, Serbrook. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you'll see him at this
2: coming Gen Con. Cool. And speaking of Satran, Journey to the Center of the Earth will be the next adventure coming out from him. Excellent. Uh, and his first novel with us, moving on to fiction, Hillbow Rune. It's going to come in at uh, 500 pages. It's going to be our biggest novel to date. I and a bunch not- of other novels. Uh, one is actually going to be a short story collection from Maurice Broadus, who I've known for a long time. He's won a lot of awards, uh, runs a convention. Uh, it's going to be called Black to the Future. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Black to the Future? Yes. Okay. Uh, Maurice is half Jamaican, half American, although he was born in England. Okay. Uh, Gary Yeagle, who was one of the co-authors of our best-selling mystery trilogy, has a new trilogy starting. It's going to be Low Country Burns, going to be the first one of those. Mm-hmm. And then James Peterson, who you also met at Origins, yes. or did you? You're, yes. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, has
0: uh, his first novel coming out with us as well, called Continuous Creation. Cool. And a bunch more. Sounds great. You guys are constantly bringing out new stuff. I don't know where you find the energy. (laughs) I borrow it. (laughs) (laughs) Beg, borrow, steal, buy, whatever it takes, right? All right, so um, getting back to uh, the Kickstarter for Algernon Files, uh, a couple of more Kickstarter-specific questions. Um, The general question why Kickstarter? Um, uh, you've you put out so much products. Um, why did you decide that Kickstarter was the right way to release the Algernon files? That was a tricky question. We
2: already have there's always so many projects we have in the air. It was a matter of which one is the best one for us to Kickstart to help uh, get the word out because Kickstarter is its own form of advertising, basically. Uh, It has the capability of going viral and helping people share and spread the word on their own. And there are also many other crowdfunder sites besides Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. We've done Indiegogo in the past. Uh, There's also PubSlush and GoFundMe and a bunch of other ones out there that we could have used. But Kickstarter is the one that gets the press. That's the one that people know. A lot of people uh, will walk by a game store shelf or walk past a booth at a show and see something for 10 or 15 or $20 and think, eh, maybe, maybe not. Because you're looking there and you're surrounded by 100 or 1,000 other things to buy. But there are a lot of people who will go and browse Kickstarter more for, you know, not not what is a, a cool thing I can get. But, you know, what is a cool thing I can support? What can I give money to that is a good, cool, worthy because Mm-hmm. And we knew that Algernon had a pretty decent fan base in the past. And Aaron has been writing more and more stuff and getting a name for himself.
0: He is infamous, more than famous, right?
1: I was going to say, infamy would be a, a more accurate goal there, so yeah.
0: yeah. He's, not, he's not just famous, he's in-famous. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> you had
2: a lot of too, huh? Hey, I wanted to use a, a video clip from the three amigos in a sermon series. It was great. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah but Kickstarter is its own publicity engine uh, it's, it's great for the social media and of all the projects that we had going we thought this is probably the best one uh, to get out there to get the fans to let them know hey we're back we've got some Eminem stuff we've got some superhero stuff it's Aaron who was one of the founders of Black Worm we're returning back to our roots and we have
0: even more cooler art for everyone to get Excellent. So, Aaron, um, what James. sort of, yes, <laughs> <laughs> what sort of stuff? Rocky, do you, Rocky, Doctor Scott. <laughs> um So, Aaron, what what do you want to tell people about uh, Algernon Files that, and and the Kickstarter that uh, I might not have asked you already?
1: Well, um, if this does well and shows that there's an audience out there and a the market for it. Then we get to do the other 28 books, which will make me very happy, because then I can get all these characters out of my head and on the paper so they stop driving me crazy.
2: (laughs) There's a lot of voices in there trying to tell you what to do all the time. It's a cacophony. Um, You need to free them.
1: And um, a lot of uh, stuff that I've talked about, um, relation to characters and teams and places and stuff over the last 10 years, finally getting to get them out on paper and Get them into people's hands. Uh, feels really good, and I love, love, love the uh, artists that we've got working on it. Alex Williamson um, makes my um, all the crazy stuff in my head look even cooler out on paper. Mm-hmm. And Alyssa, who's just um, i only recently met, um, looks to be doing an awesome job, and I can't wait to see what she does with Juvenile Injustice, which, by the way, will be her first major thing other than the covers. Um, distinction there just to make sure i understands. Alex Williamson is the interior cover art uh, for the Algernon file stuff and Melissa's the cover art uh, based on some ideas that Alex and I batted around uh, for the covers so if you see a slight distinction in uh, art styles that's why
0: hmm but um, yeah, yeah get all you know, with a project this big it's really hard to give it all to one artist um. Trust me, I, I, it was, it was, uh, it took us a year, to, to, to let uh, Denise, do the artwork for, uh, Shaw. It was, um, it was a big undertaking, and that was, uh, and that was, uh, only the one book. So we've got a lot of other stuff in progress. So, giving one artist time to do all that work is, is often not, and not within the schedule of doing a, uh, a single book. So. Having oh, yeah. multiple artists on a, on a project like this, especially when you're doing like the Marvel style of the Marvel Universe thing, they kind of expect a different, you know, change up, I think, of, of art from picture to picture.
1: And uh, neither one of them, when I showed them the spreadsheets that I have tracing all the different projects and they saw the 800 plus characters spread over all of these things, to their credit, neither of them cried. I was really impressed. <laughs>
2: and this is the first time we've ever hired an artist for a multi-year ongoing contract for hundreds and hundreds of pieces
1: wow Dave was quite uh, quite adamant about wanting uh, consistency and um, um, reliable art feel that people would get used to and just expect there when they opened it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I really can't argue that's a very laudable goal
0: yeah, yeah, it's tricky but it's, uh, it's if you can pull it off it's really cool um, but uh, and Alex is definitely one of these people who's a a, a really good choice for you know uh, superheroes in general, but the kind of cross genre stuff that uh, I know Aaron likes to do. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, uh, what 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 sort of uh, genre kind of villains and uh, have you got represented in the first book?
1: In the first book, um, let's see, as I pull over here, just to make sure I don't. Talk out of the side of my mouth. In the first book, we have um, because I like to make sure everything gets was, a mix. Was, was the steampunk girl in the first book? Bad Penny. No, she's actually in book two. Okay. Um, we have in the first book we have magic, we have alien technology, we have aliens, and uh, we have good old fashioned um, mercenaries cool. of, the, of different stripes.
2: So, who's, um, your, who's your favorite? Robots and heavy hardware tech and mm-hmm. uh, a giant anime robot, even.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Denise Dossi. Uh, that's the real one. <laughs> on that one. Um, let's see. Out of, it's a very uh, original name, Aaron. <laughs> hey, when you're the writer, you get to sound out to some of your friends on occasion. We don't. Uh, just don't overdo it. Let's see. Out of the first one, I don't know. I like several of them. Uh, my, thing, my favorite piece of art is Argus who's um, the intel guy who gets uh, video footage and generally your reconnaissance uh, surveillance guy because uh, Alex did this very cool um, urban combat, urban body armor suit for him and this backpack that's where all of his drones fly out of and the final product was really, really nice looking. Um, so that was-
2: did turn out with a very nice action pose.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Denise, or not Denise, sorry, uh, we were talking about the, Uh yeah. Melissa, her favorite is Apex, because she keeps on going on and on about him. He's a very, very alien-looking alien who fills a sort of Brainiac role as a serious extraterrestrial heavy hitter. Cool. Uh,
2: yeah, you kind of cross Brainiac, I guess, with uh, 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 the Ripley aliens, LD-26. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Um, But lots of very good visual design on all of them. I haven't seen a piece of art yet that that makes me go, hmm. Every one of them makes me just smile. Um, Let's see, second book, uh, probably a toss-up between um, Baron Brimstone, who is a uh, supernatural crime lord, and uh, Blackheart. um, Because I have a soft spot in my heart for uh, the superhero team that is um, figured in the Algernon files. And she's the first representative of that in the series.
2: Cool. My favorite one from the second book would would either be the Assembly or Bile. Assembly to... is is close to my heart. That's something Aaron and I uh, co-created back in one of the early ones. Sort of a cross between Brainiac and Cthulhu. <laughs>
1: That's a great machine uh, entity that can basically come in and consume an entire planet. i the Phalanx from X Men. Think that, but think that on a Hulu level scale. Okay. Uh, and Bile is, well, it's a. I, I keep coming back uh, because it's a tool that I use uh, that very easily and very quickly allows me to do an elevator pitch style representation of people, but I always generally refer to what role they fill. Uh, Bile is very much the chemo. Do you know uh, chemo, the old Metal Man villain? Oh, sure.
0: He, uh, wow. he was he figured prominently in the the fifty two crisis, didn't he? When uh, yep. they dropped Blue. him on, uh, and they, they they used him as a bomb on Bluthaven, on Bluthaven, yeah. right, or Bluethaven. a little
2: like uh, a Metamorpho combined with uh, uh, the Teen Titan, uh, Sludge. No, what's the name? Plasmus. Plasmus, yeah, right. Thanks. Or I kind of think of him as a uh, a disease elemental. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: cool but um, so yeah lots of cool art I uh, keep coming back to the, the visual style that's one of the reasons that uh, I'm holding on to Alex as long as I can he just <laughs> manages to take the, the crazy crap in my head and make it into cool comic book imagery and I, I think that at least among the artists that I know um, there's a, a sense of taking for granted that artists can do all sorts of different things And while that may or may not be true about some artists, there are genres and styles that not all artists do equally well. Alex does comic book art really, really well. And it shows. So it makes me very happy.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, When we first looked at bringing him in, I had him do what we called four audition pieces that we bought from him. Uh, But I wanted to stretch his style to see how far he'd go and you know, do me a techie thing, do me a, a guy with a bunch of equipment thing, and some other stuff like that, and they were all fantastic. Yeah.
1: He goes, Aaron, give him weird stuff. Make him stretch. And I was like, okay, here are the four characters.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, I, I've, I've had him draw uh, cybernetic supervillains, I've had him draw mystic uh, suicide squad type characters, I've had him draw um, uh, kaiju kaiju was probably the most challenging thing that i've had him do because his innate sensibilities lead him to try and give me creatures that look much more believable than kaiju should look um so he created these great big wonderful pieces of of monsters that that looked totally real and i'm like dial it back a little bit make it look like there's a person in a suit puppeting it because that's what a kaiju <laughs> needs to look like, <laughs> and once I got him in, under the idea, it's like put a guy inside there. See, you know, make make me believe that there's somebody puppeting that. And he was like, oh, and everything came together, <laughs> um, you know. But uh, I think that was the most challenging pieces that we've ever had him do was was the kaiju stuff. But uh, I mean, he knocked it out of the park. I love the cover on that one uh, that he did for us. So uh, back years and years ago home. on a home improvement
2: forum. A guy wanted to ask, how can he tell if there's radon in his basement? But he misplaced the vowels and ended up asking, how can I tell if there's rodan in my basement? <laughs> <laughs> and That's, everybody else took it completely seriously and was saying, oh, well, you'll see the signs of you know this whole side of your house being eaten and things like that. A lot of fun.
0: Well, the um, the really fun part about that, and this is my kaiju nerd coming to the forefront, is in Japanese, it is radon. The, it is R-A-D-O-N. Because it's it's short Excellent. for Pateradon. Right. Well, cool. So, there you go. You <laughs> need to make
1: um, a
2: PSA with that. The more you know. Ta-da! <laughs> uh,
1: a backhanded plug for something James hasn't published yet, but will. I uh, first decided that I had to talk, Alex, and been doing this based on some art he did for uh, Rogues, Rivals, and Renegades. Mm-hmm. Uh, book that uh, I'm not sure who James has talked to this about. Or have you publicized this book before?
0: We haven't really talked about it a lot. We talked about it a little bit last year um, I think on the podcast But uh, and, I, and I certainly dropped some hints about it and I've got some of the artwork up on the uh, Vigilance Press website if anybody wants to go check out the gallery um, so people can take a look at it. Um, let me I, see if that one's up there. Which Which one are you talking about? Well
1: I have a bunch of characters in there and out of those when I saw what he did on Fright Night yes. and the Hierophant and Dr. Graham through, I was
0: like oh I've got to get this guy on some other stuff oh yeah um, we have a temporary cover up there yeah Fright Night's up there he's the, uh, the the second piece of artwork in the gallery the guy with the flaming sword and yes he's a badass um, pardon my French He's um, he's very cool, and of course the uh, one one of my favorites, of course, is um, the uh, the thespian, and uh, oh yes, um,
1: I uh, I was Krampus. just thinking guys that I did like yeah he did some very cool stuff on some others. Um, what was uh what was Nathan's cold snap? Mm-hmm. That was also uh, really good. Also shows off the tech the the tech stylings. But, you know, you know, that's just plugging stuff for Dawsey, so he can... <laughs> <laughs> well, so.
0: we're plugging Alex, too, and that helps you guys. But seriously, um, yeah, uh, for people interested, Rogues, Articles, and Renegades is shaping up to be a very cool either book or series of books, um, depending on um, our final kind of how, how we set it up. We are looking at uh, getting some of that material... Ready for a Kickstarter. I hope to do uh, either later this year or early next, but probably later this year. So I'm thinking that's going to be our fall slash winter project uh, for Vigilance Press is the Rogues, Arbles, and Renegades. Um, but I, I don't don't hold me to that because there's, there's some <laughs> other really big projects in the fire that might wind up bubbling to the top. It's a, that's one of those projects that I really want want to do, and I'm really excited about. But um, we have several other ones that are also kind of coming together at the same time. So, But uh, I actually have Rick Jones uh, working on some supplementary material for Rogues, Rivals, and Renegades um, already. So we're definitely expanding the scope of what we'd originally had you guys do. So there's definitely some more stuff coming from... Uh, Coming through there, so it's it's definitely a growing project. It's not something that's just idling.
2: And for those of you who will be at Gen Con or Dragon Con, there's a good chance that if you see James, you'll also see us. we yes. I'm going to be sharing uh, space a lot.
0: I'm going to be I'm going to yeah. You guys uh, offered me generous use of your table, so I'll be setting up my first table as Vigilance Press. At a uh, at a convention um, outside of just doing like fan art, I was doing art at uh, Gen Con for a couple of years, but uh, I, I, s- I stopped doing that to allow myself time to get away from the table, so I could go and talk to publishers and other designers and people that I wanted to get to work for Vigilance Press, which is why we have so many great people helping us out now, like like you guys and uh, other other great folks in the gaming industry. So. Very excited to be hanging out with you and uh, looking forward to seeing more of the fans at the. You can find us where you can find Blackworm. And uh, you had a couple of our books up uh, for sale. Are you guys. Do you know? Are you still going to be right around the corner from Indie Press Revolution? No, it didn't work
2: out this time. Last year at Origins, we did the same things we did this time where we had back to back space. But (laughs) even though we requested a Gen Con. Unfortunately the five blackworm booths are spread all over the place. And none of them are very close to Indie Press. Oh. There's five blackworm booths? Well we have one for art, two for our fiction publishing down on the author's alley, uh-huh. and two for our game stuff. So cool. three sets of booths. And okay. when I'm not at one of those three, I might be hanging out at Indie Press or at the Christian Gamers Guild booth.
1: Okay. Dave it's around he's tricksy like that. <laughs>
2: cool, cool. The price of being popular.
0: Yep. So let's see. How long is the Kickstarter running? For uh, until for August first. So you've got. Uh, so you're going to end it the same. You're going to end that the same day that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out.
2: Well, of course, everyone <laughs> is going to go and uh, buy Algernon while they're waiting in line <laughs> to get their tickets for Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Want that movie out now. Yes, I know, right? Have you? I, I I can't not look at the trailers. I'm so just addicted <laughs> to every little piece of information I can get about it. But yeah, Algernon Files is running. Um, you got 24 days left as of this particular recording, which is taking place on. Uh, is it Wednesday? No, it's Tuesday. It's um, Tuesday. And uh, it'll be got, Wednesday soon. Yep, you've got uh, the 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 covers to the two volumes showing at the top of the page. You've got. Uh, couple of the interior artwork to, to look at, um, some really cool art design. Now, did um, Alex do all the coloring on these as well? Um, did he do the, the interior art? Yes. exterior was
1: line, uh, was uh, pencils, inks, and colors all by Melissa on the
0: covers. Okay. So I didn't know so, if you had anybody else helping you out on these. Cool. Uh, cool. The
2: inside is all Alex and the outside is all Melissa. Fantastic.
0: All right. So, and the got- pledge
2: levels for the Kickstarter are all very, very affordable. For five dollars, you get the whole PDF <laughs> mm-hmm. of all the characters. Yep. Fifteen, you get the soft cover book and the PDF.
0: Yep. And uh, for twenty dollars, you get the PDF and the character files. And by that, I think you mean the uh, the portfolio files for um, for Hero Labs. For yeah. Hero Labs. So that's the twenty dollars backing, right? And if your whole group wants to go in
2: for fifty dollars, you get six books. Cool. So that's and like, the various electronic things as well.
0: Very very cool. And let's see, you can go all the way up to a hundred dollars. Oh, those are all gone already. Okay, your Cosmic Hero has already been backed. Mhm. But there are still a couple of uh, Galactic Hero slots left as of this moment. Uh, which is the uh, autographed and numbered print book, uh, PDF, and character files. So if anybody Uh, wants to get it... That's numbers 2 through 10. Number 1
2: was the Cosmic, which is taken. But 2 through 10, there are still some openings.
0: Cool. So if anybody wants one of those spiffy limited edition versions, they're there for you. Um, I'm just looking at the artwork now, and as always, Alex's stuff is just insanely awesome. Um really cool, really brings the characters to life, and of course you've got all these crazy ideas that uh, that uh, come out of Aaron's head all the time. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what we need, is a pledge level wrong. to uh, keep
2: these things in Aaron's head.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: then you'll get warring pledges. Um... But yeah, you've got some got some great stuff, great looking characters. Really looking forward to seeing the full, the finished version of the book. Um, I I can I can re- recommend. I know that uh, if anybody's interested, Dave Mattingly has a long history here of, of publishing some great books. Um, and I have actually done artwork for him many 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 years ago. That uh, yes, it was a while before we
2: realized that I had hired you years and years ago after
0: we yes. were
2: <laughs> playing in a game. Hey, wait a minute
0: didn't you do that thing (laughs) yes (laughs) so that was like um i think it was around 2005 or 2003 somewhere in there um maybe it was 2006 um but it was it was years ago and i wound up doing some artwork uh which was some of my uh which was my very first uh professional work in 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 the gaming industry
2: wow Uh, so so see now she should get 10 percent of everything you ever do right (laughs) <laughs> you do your start.
0: Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, residuals on, on what you've been selling. Um. Yeah. Or at least uh, I should get
2: 10% of your experience points, I think. Uh,
0: I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just need to get my art back. Um, no. yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, we are very excited for Algernon Files here. I'm, I'm thinking people should should if they like Mutants and Masterminds if they like the stuff that uh, you see from Vigilance Press definitely check out the stuff from, uh, from Black Arm Games as well and, and uh, look over these products, you've got some really fantastic people working on it and uh, I wish you all the best I'm pretty sure you're going to make it, you're already halfway to your goal here it looks like or very yeah, close just a couple to days it. in right? yeah so and on um, the
2: video, you see we actually got a couple of nice blurbs from some of the uh, big notables in the, yeah. the masterminds world.
1: I um, found out for the first time that John was a fan. John Lighthouser was a, fan and the Algernon files when I started talking, he goes, "Oh yeah, I, I have these. I love these." I was like, "Really? <laughs> this has never come up before. This is awesome." And uh, Steve, Steve, and uh, Steve's been really good, uh, pretty much since first edition out. Uh, back and forth, and and, and advising and suggestions and stuff on. So it's really good to to, to see both of them put their uh, put their names out there beside
0: stuff, uh, and mm-hmm. feels good mm-hmm. and appreciated. And this time by Steve, you mean Steve Kenson, right? Steve Kinson, yes. yes.
1: Steve Long, I also know and, and and like, but he's
0: he he would not put his name out beside Eminem. Him. Maybe <laughs> when we, maybe when we do the hero stuff down the line. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, all right, well, thank you guys both for joining me for the podcast. Um, thank and, uh, re- resurrecting, brushing some dust off of the podcast after a uh, long hiatus. Um, I hope to rattle off a couple of more podcasts and uh, before Gen Con. Um, we have some uh, cool. ideas for some cool stuff coming up, including a pronunciation guide for Tian Sha. <laughs> um, and I'm not kidding. I actually have a uh, um, somebody who, who has offered to help us, so we're going to see if we can't uh, make that Come together and, and get one of my uh, my friends who speaks fluent chi- uh, Chinese to come on the show and and talk to us about uh, about Chinese pronunciation and uh, we'll we'll talk up some of the cool stuff that we're doing with Qian Um That's And if things work out, I'm also looking for uh, uh, hopefully something in the the Dungeons and Dragons uh, pool of developers. So um, I'm still waiting to get final. Uh, Scheduling from uh, Wizards of the Coast on that, but uh, um, talking to uh, ever, ever more uh, famous people—if not uh, productive—but um, uh, again, it was great having you guys on. Is there anything else you wanted to, to shout out before uh, before I end the podcast here?
1: Um, well, tomorrow
0: is my wife's birthday, so I want to say happy birthday to her. Happy birthday,
1: That's Lee. Pretty- um, what a suck up, Aaron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I think I think he's I think he's got a suck up after he, you know, had his little furniture moving spree the other day.
1: Oh, so you uh you see Lee's Facebook post, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she forgave me.
2: And the uh, shout out I'll give is that uh Tianjia is great. I bought what, six of them, eight of them, whatever the retailer
0: was, just so I could give them out five. as gifts to my buddies. It was five. But uh, our retailer level was five. Unfortunately, we had to cut the recording there. We are having some interference. But to all of our fans, thank you for listening. And to everyone at Blackworm, thank you for joining us. And once again, as always, until next time, stay vigilant.